Detroit drinks two or three from the Royals. Matt Shepard doesn't know who Flavor Flav is, and the Tigers get their first walk-off win of the season. I'll discuss it all on today's Locked on Tigers. It is Monday, May 6, 2019, and I am your host, Chris Brown, and I hope everyone had a great weekend celebrating Star Wars and Mexican heritage. And shout-out to all our Mexican friends named Chewy, who really got to soak it up on both days this year. I want to remind you to please download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Himalaya. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Tigers. So we have three games to power through today, so let's get to it. Uh, But Friday was Matthew Boyd, who was good, versus Jorge Lopez. Boyd was excellent, as he has been. First inning, he gives up a two-out single to Alex Gordon, but then gets a strikeout, three pitches to Hunter Dozier. Bottom of the first, this is uh, the Tigers, basically their offense for the game. Jamer Candelario get a four-pitch walk. Castellanos with a... Single to right field, Cabrera with an RBI single and a hanging slider, and it's one nothing Tigers. Goodrum grounds into a fielder's choice, but beats it out, so there's no double play. And then Ronnie Rodriguez does the same thing. He sprints down the line, and he makes it just in time, in part because Goodrum has a nice takeout slide at second. So that makes it 2 nothing Tigers. And then Gordon Beckham crushes a ball so hard, 109 miles an hour, to the left field wall that he can't get to second base. So it's runners on first and third. And then a wild pitch. It only got about 15 feet from the catcher, but... Ronnie Rodriguez read it well and slid in safely to make it 3-0 Tigers, and that was it for the scoring that inning. Boyd gives up a hard single to Jorge Soler to start off the second inning, but gets around it. And then the bottom of the second, Jordy Mercer grounds out, and then Jacoby Jones showing off his new batting stance. He lines out, and his batting stance was modeled, apparently, after Nick Ahmed of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Nick Ahmed hit 220 before the batting stance change and 240 after it. So I admire the Tigers for not, you know, setting their heights too high. But that's, uh, that's it. Uh, Candelario lines out. Seven-pitch inning for Jorge Lopez. Top of the third, Billy Hamilton leads off with a walk, which is never great. Uh, but then Boyd induces a line out to shortstop. And then he picks off Hamilton and then strikes out Mondesi on a nasty slider. That's really Boyd's money pitch these days. Bottom of the third, Castellanos leads off with a walk. Uh, Cabrera, using Nico Goodrum's bat, gets a single to left field. But then Goodrum strikes out, as he will a lot this weekend. And then... Ronnie Rodriguez gets a hanging curve and crushes a double over Gordon's head to left field, scores Castellanos to make it 4-0, and that was it for the game. Tigers never scored again. Uh, Beckham struck out, Griner struck out. Top of the fourth is when Boyd actually runs into some trouble. He hits Alex Gordon to lead off the inning, and then Hunter Dozier beats the shift with a hard grounder between second and first. Gordon gets the third. There's a Solaire sacrifice fly, and then Kelvin Gutierrez hits an RBI triple to left center field to make it 4-2. But Boyd is able to get two strikeouts to strand Gutierrez at third and keep it at 4-2. And then basically the pitchers settled in for the rest of the middle of the game. Lopez ended up getting 14 of the last 15 batters out he faced. Only damage was a hit batter. He hit Gordon Beckham. So he went seven innings, five hits, four in runs, two walks, six strikeouts, and 99 pitches. A really pretty solid start for him. Boyd retired 11 of the last 12 he faced. He went seven innings, five hits, just two earned runs, a walk, nine strikeouts on 102 pitches, 14 swings and misses, seven of them were on the fastball, some of them on the slider. 11 of the 15 balls in play against him were under 95 miles an hour. That's excellent. He remains atop the Fangraphs pitching war leaderboard at 1.9 wins above replacement. Scherzer is second at 1.7, and his 2.10 fielding independent pitching is the best in baseball. He's been really damn good. Uh, but before we go on, I just want to give a hat tip to Rachel for telling me about this great bit of audio related to the sound effect that the Tigers play at Comerica after a Matt Boyd strikeout. And if you're unfamiliar, it's just Flavor Flav saying, yeah, Boyd, because that's what Flavor Flav does. But anyway, here it is. You're the yeah, Boyd. I think Gardy has done it seven times tonight, right? I think Gardy is the one that actually got that going. No kidding. Boyd. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what track that's from. I don't know if it's a movie or what, but it's funny. 
Flavor Flav is 60 years old. You know, I'll give Jack Morris a pass because he's 63 and he was playing baseball in the 80s, but Matt Shepard is 54. He was in his early 20s when Public Enemy was popular. And fine, I get it. I'm sure he wasn't a rap fan. I'm 38, and I just heard that killer song, Mr. Brightside, like two years ago for the first time. So I'm well acquainted with being out of touch with things that suck. But this is just funny to me. It's especially because Morris thinks Gardenhire started it. So if anyone out there feels like photoshopping a giant ridiculous clock around Gardy's neck, or maybe going that extra mile and throwing him in a clip of 911 as a joke, well, I'd retweet the hell out of that. So anyway, back to the game. They bring in Joe Jimenez for the eighth, and he strikes out Whit Merrifield on a backup slider at the bottom of the zone. Strikes out Montesi on three pitches and gets a weak ground up. Great uh, appearance for Jimenez. Bottom of the eighth, Willie Peralt is in for the Royals. Cabrera gets a seeing eye single. Goodrum strikes out swinging, and his backswing hits the catcher in the helmet, which prevented pinch runner for Cabrera, Brandon Dixon, from advancing to second. And that may have ended up costing him a run because Ronnie Rodriguez follows with a hard-hit single, and Gordon Beckham gets a bloop single to load the bases, but then Griner grounds into an easy double play in the frame. Shane Green comes in for the ninth. He strikes out Hunter Dozier, but then gives up a monster home run to Jorge Soler, 440 feet on a breaking ball that backed up right into his hitting zone. Kelvin Gutierrez strikes out, and then he gives up a Ryan O'Hearn double, to put the tying run in scoring position, but gets Maldonado to pop out, and the Tigers win 4-3, to save number 13 for Green. So now we move on to Saturday's game, which is Tyson Ross versus Homer Bailey. And in this one, the one note was Harold Castro was in center field, and Harold Castro was a infield prospect for many years for the Tigers. Back in the day, as a second baseman, we actually ranked him in their top 50 at Tigestown multiple times because he had good hitting ability and he was really fast. But his power never materialized. He just doesn't have any power. And the speed kind of slowly went away, at least in terms of stolen base ability. So then the Tigers started moving around all over the diamond in the minors, you know, sending him from one level and then down to another level. So it seemed like he'd become an organizational player. So I was shocked when he got called up last year. And I'm kind of even more shocked that he's up this year. But here he is playing center field because that's the state of the rebuild at this point. Anyway, this game was basically over in the first. It was Star Wars night, and the Tigers were basically Alderaan. Uh, and because it was a blowout, I'm going to break it down sort of old style, what, what happened to the pitchers first and then touch on the bats. So in the first, it's Tyson Ross out there. He gives up a bouncer to Whit Merrifield to the left side, goes off Candelario's glove, off into foul territory for a double. Then uh, Mondesi tries to bunt, and he bunts it right back to Ross, and Ross makes a nice throw to third base. They get the lead runner to momentarily avoid disaster. But then Alex Gordon hits a deep home run to left field, and it's 2 nothing, just seven pitches into the game. Then there's an infield single and a huge double from Solaire to right center field to make it 3 nothing. And then Ryan O'Hearn with an RBI grounder beats the shift in the hole where the shortstop was to make it 4 nothing. Then there's a grounder between shortstop and third base. And this is the sort of thing you see from ground ball pitchers who can't miss bats. Four of these six early hits were basically just put in the right spot, and the other two were absolutely crushed. But that's, like I said, that's what you get from ground ball pitchers. Anyway, it's 4 nothing, and Ross needed 35 pitches just to get through the inning. Uh, then we go to the second. Ross is back out there. Leads off with a four-pitch walk. That's not good. And then Raul Mondesi hits an RBI triple down the right field line to make it 5 nothing. And then after another walk, Ross's day is done. It was not terribly <laughs> good. And he's now 1-4 with a 5-3-4 ERA. I was a fan of the signing, but he's trending more toward Francisco Liriano than Mike Fires at this point, which is not great. So they bring in Rick Garrett. And I remind you, just a couple days ago, that I... When I was mentioning the April Players of the Month, I said Garrett was a guy I thought was due for a regression, but he gets a big double play, so it's still 5 nothing. Top of the three, Garrett's back out there, and then he gives up a crushed leadoff double to Ryan O'Hearn, and then Kelvin Gutierrez with a hard double makes it 6 nothing. Then there's a walk, and another walk, and a strikeout with the, with the bases loaded, and then with one out, a RBI walk to Raul Mondesi, which is very hard, makes it 7 nothing, and that's it for Garrett. So Jose Fernandez comes in, and he gets a pop-out and a strikeout to limit the damage. Still 7 nothing. And 
Fernandez in the fourth pitch as well. Pitches uh, around a two-out single, so it stays for uh, seven nothing. He's still out there in the fifth, gets a, a fly out, but then a home run to Merrifield on an 89-mile-an-hour cut fastball maybe on the inside corner. And at this point, the score is now 8-3. And then Raul Mondesi hits a deep liner to left field. Goodrum tried to grab it with his glove instead of his hand or get in front of it, and it bounced away to put Mondesi on third. So it was ruled a double and an error. And then a deep sack fly for Alex Gordon makes it 9-2. to And then a walk, so... Out comes Fernandez, in comes Zach Reiniger, who gets a ground out to end the inning. Reiniger in the sixth inning, he works out of one-out single, no no trouble after that, and then he's back out there for the seventh. They're really looking for somebody to give him some innings. And he leads off with a walk to Mondesi again. Well, I guess it's a one-out walk to Mondesi, but still, very hard to walk him. And there's a hard single off Ronnie Rodriguez that puts Mondesi on third, but Reiniger gets a, a double play, so good for him. And the top of the eighth is when Drew Verhagen comes in and, well, say goodbye, friends. His first pitch was a 54-foot breaking ball of some sort. It was kind of a bad sign. He gives up an infield single to Candelario. Then he issues a walk, and then he gets a ground ball that goes right between third base and second, a shortstop. So with bases are loaded with nobody out, and he walks in another run. It's 10-2. to two. Gives up an RBI ground out, makes it 11-2. Another walk, another RBI ground out, makes it 12-2. to two. Then a pass ball, then a hard single up the middle, makes it 14-2. to two. And then a hard single to right field, and then a hard single to right field, makes it 15-2. to two. He gets a ground out, but that is it for Drew Verhagen. And Buck Farmer gets a 1-2-3 ninth, so good for him. Uh, we can talk about the bats now. You know, it's 15-3 to three was the score. Tigers get a walk in the first and second, but nothing more. In the bottom of the third, uh, they get a fly out, and then Harold Castro gets the first of the game, a single. And then Jamer Candelaria, he, he thought he walked on a 3-1 pitch. He actually threw his bat away, but the ump called him back. And so in the next pitch, he absolutely destroys to right field for his first home run of the year. Makes it 7-2. And then Castellanos with an infield single, but then two more ground outs to end the threat. Really not much going on the rest of the game. There was uh, a single in the fourth from Hicks, and a, another single from Mercer put him on third, but then a ground out to end the threat. The bottom of the fifth, Candelario starts with a single, and then with one out, Cabrera, using Jacoby Jones's bat, gets a, <laughs> a bloop to right field, so men on first and third. He's just using other bats for fun now, I guess. But then Nico Goodrum hits a hard line drive right to the shortstop, who was shifted over by second base, and Ronnie Rodriguez strikes out to end the threat. And yeah, bottom of six, basically one, two, three. There's Brandon Nixon gets on an error. Bottom of the seventh is one, two, three. Bottom of the eighth is a fly out. And then Ronnie Rodriguez hits a home run, his third of the year, makes it 15 to three. But then they fly out and strike out. And the bottom of the ninth, they go one, two, three. And after the game, the Tigers have Drew Verhagen encased in carbonite and removed from the 40 man roster. And in his stead, they call up Eduardo Jimenez, who I will talk about on tomorrow's show because the Tigers don't play today. So that's two recaps down. Let's get the third one in here. And Turnbull starts the game off with a swinging strikeout. Really nice. But then Mondesi hits a hard double. But Turnbull gets two quick ground balls, as this is want. And uh, Tigers get out of it. Bottom of the first, Keller gets a fly out and a strikeout. And then Cabrera hits a double to right field. But Nico Goodrum strikes out. And he is really struggling now. He's late on just about every fastball. And it's been going on for more than a week. So he might need a day or two off. Top of the second, Jorge Soler leads off with a double between Jacoby Jones in center field and Harold Castro in left field. There looked like there was some miscommunication, and maybe one of them could have caught it, but it would have been on an amazing diving catch, really. And then there's a hard liner past second base. It was so hard that the runner at second had to make sure that it wasn't caught. So that makes it first and third with nobody out. And then an RBI grounder pass, Jammer Candelera, makes it one nothing. Kansas City elects to do a sacrifice bunt to put runners on second and third with one out, but then Turnbull gets a weak liner to left field and a strikeout on Merrifield of Merrifield on a nasty slider or a cutter or whatever we want to call it. So Turnbull limits the damage. It's just one nothing. Bottom of the second, Ronnie Rodriguez leads off with a single. And then Harold Castor with a hard grounder up the middle, but a great backhanded stop by Merrifield. You should probably go check that out. And then they flip with his glove to second base to get the force out. Couldn't turn the double play, but then that was basically it for the inning. Turnbull comes out in the top of the third, one, two, three inning, ground out, ground out, strikeout looking. 
97 mile an hour fastball low in the zone, but was really framed well by Griner. Bottom of the third, Jacoby Jones leads off with the old Adam Everett double to ground her down third base line. And then Candelaria gets a walk, so two men on, nobody out. And Castellanos with a hard RBI single right past the third baseman who didn't get in front of it. It was kind of an Ole job. Makes it 1-1. But then Cabrera strikes out on 94, literally right down the heart of the plate. It was like it was on a tee, and he swung right through it. And then Goodrum, three-pitch strikeout. I told you he's struggling. And then Rodriguez grounds out. Tigers miss an opportunity there. And then the next inning and a half go by really quickly. Turnbull gives up a bloop single in the fourth, but that's it. And then Keller gets... One, two, three, and Turnbull gets one, two, three in the fifth. And the bottom of the fifth, things get kind of interesting. Uh, Jacoby Jones starts off with a walk, and then Jamer Canelario with a walk. And then Castellanos with a fly out to center field, and Jacoby Jones goes to third. He tags up and goes to third. And then Cabrera, with an RBI single, he makes it 2-1. And then this was a confusing play for everybody. Nico Goodham hits a weak liner to Merrifield at second, who evidently drops it on purpose. You know, hits his glove and he drops it, and then throws the third for what appears to be the force out although they tag an incoming Jimmy Candelario just in case. And then they throw to second for another force out for a double play. But it turns out that no, it wasn't a force out. It was an infield fly rule that the first base umpire actually called after Merrifield dropped the ball, which kind of makes no sense to me. But they call the infield fly rule, and then at that point, the runners are free to advance at their own risk, which Candelario evidently didn't know or didn't see the infield fly call and ran to third, and they tagged him out. So your basic ending-ending double play that confused the hell out of everyone, particularly the announcers. But we head to the sixth, and Turbo's still out there looking nasty. It's a strikeout on a nasty curveball, a walk, then a strikeout, then a hard single that was hit right back at him, I think 105 miles an hour. He couldn't make a play on it, but then he gets a strikeout on a slider and he gets a fist pump because that was uh, you know, the most emotion we've seen from him. It was nice. Sixth inning, Ronnie Rodriguez leads off with a double. He's been crushing the ball lately, really. And then a, a walk after that, but Griner strikes out with two men on after they attempted to have him sack bunt. And then a Mercer walk leads to the bases loaded, so they take out Brad Keller, bring in Scott Barlow, who strikes out Jacoby Jones in his new swing on three straight curveballs. And then he gets Jammer Candelario. He throws a fastball that's actually a strike that they call a ball. And then he strikes out Candelario on three straight curveballs. So hooray for that hitting with runners in square position. Turnbull's into the seventh, and he gets a fly out, a ground out, and a pop out. Great outing for Turnbull. Seven innings, six hits, one earned run, one walk, seven strikeouts, six ground balls. 11 of the 19 balls in play were hit under 95. That's a little bit lower than his normal ratio, but still solid. 12 swings and misses, nine of them on the breaking balls. 102 pitches. His first pitch was 95 miles an hour, and his last was 96 miles an hour. Pretty good. He's now got a 2-3-1 ERA, which is the sixth best in baseball. So this is a damn fine development, I would say. Anyway, uh, Barlow's still out there in the seventh. Gets a ground out, a pop out, and another strikeout for Goodrum, unfortunately. Then Joe Jimenez comes in. He gets a strikeout of Mondesi and a strikeout of Gordon. Things are looking good, and then... Hunter Dozier takes a 98-mile-an-hour fastball low and away and sends it over the wall to tie the game at two. What a bummer. So then the Royals bring in Jake Diekman, who's a hard-throwing lefty, who's just got nasty stuff but can't throw strikes enough, and uh, he gives up a, a laser shot to Ronnie Rodriguez, but the third baseman knocked it down and threw him out, which was nice. Brandon Dixon comes in to pinch hit and strikes out on three pitches, and then Grayson Griner comes and strikes out on three pitches. It was pretty nasty from Diekman, and I'm sorry I didn't warn you about him in the series preview. Ninth inning, Shane Green comes in, gets an eight-pitch swinging strikeout, long at bat, gets a grounder, and then an error from Jordy Mercer on a throw too high. You don't normally see that. They pinch run with Terrence Gore, who's very fast. He steals second. There's the walk. Things are getting fraught. But then he gets a ground out to second base to end the inning. Tigers go one, two, three in the bottom of the ninth, so we're going to extras. Daniel Stumpf is out there, gets a ground out, a fly out to left field. It was a very long run by Brandon Dixon, and he made a nice diving catch near the foul line. He was, it was really solid. Could have been a double. If he hadn't caught it, it might have been, who knows, could have been inside the park home run. And then they bring in Buck Farmer, and he gets a ground ball. So the Tigers head into the bottom of the 10th. Ian Kennedy, who I did warn you about, he comes in, gets Castellanos to hit a slow roller to third base, but 
Come Gutierrez couldn't get it out of his glove, so Castellanos is on with a single. Cabrera pops up, and then then a weak grounder by Nico Goodrum to Gutierrez, who couldn't barehand it. So this one looked more like an error, but it was ruled a single, and I'm sure Nico's happy for it. They strike out Ronnie Rodriguez, but then Brandon Dixon, who made the great diving catch, hits a walk-off 3-1 home run to right field on a breaking ball that hung middle away. And the Tigers win 5-2 to two and take the series, and how about that? They get a day off knowing that they are 15-16 and 16 and just four and a half games behind first place Minnesota. But uh, for now, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening to this one. Hopefully, if you didn't watch the games, I really caught you up. And if you did watch the games, well, uh, you know, we'll always have that Flavor Flav bit, won't we? I think that'll be good. But yeah, in a, a more honest note, I do want to thank everybody out there who sent really nice, encouraging messages on Twitter last week. It was very cool, and I appreciate people listening and commenting. And I will take messages that aren't so nice even. I won't like them, but I love hearing from you guys, and I appreciate anybody who listens. So yeah, go ahead and contact me on Twitter at chrisbrown0914 or at LockedOnTigers. Or send me an email at LockedOnTigers at Gmail, and I will do my best to respond as quickly as possible. So thanks again, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.